Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show Live. My name is Ryan, and that's Neil, and we're here today to talk about Goose at the Fox Theater in Oakland, California on September 25th, which is last night or this morning, depending on your time zone. Hi, Neil. Hey, uh, really digging the, the big intro here. It's Thank a you. shift. It's a shift on this tour, and... Uh, yeah, we're yeah. we're, it's, we're it's professionals great. here on always almost there you know so we gotta gotta keep it very clean uh yeah. and polished as as we do yeah right sounds good yeah all right awesome well <laughs> <laughs> well we've got a good show to dive into uh you know nice uh late night for me last night you know you went to bed uh before the show started which is you know smart and responsible of you but hey you know hey, goose. I, I woke up two hours after the show ended and went to work that's pretty good <laughs> so i mean i might just wake up like an hour early tomorrow and just listen to most of the show before i go to work so i get that vibe of having stayed up all night i don't know we'll see not, not a bad call well yeah. uh we've got a couple of guests on today who are at the show uh and we're gonna bring them on right now we've got adam and we've got brad hello guys how are you good how are you doing good nice to thank see. you guys so much for being here today uh before we dive into the show obviously I uh, want to give a huge shout out to Brad uh, because Brad is uh, Brad Serling of Nugs. Uh, and without him, I would not be able to stay up until three o'clock in the morning watching a very excellent webcast of last night's show. So thank you, Brad. Much appreciated. My pleasure. <laughs> well, and thank you for being here today. Really excited to have you on the pod. And Adam, very excited to have you back. Uh, you know, we had you on in the spring and, uh, you know, excited to dive into uh, last night's show. Well, before we get into, obviously, the show itself, uh, let's go through a little pre-show vibe check, uh, you know, what the venue was like, where you guys ended up. Adam, why don't you start us off here? Sure. Uh, I was fasting yesterday for Yom Kippur, did, uh, like, Jewish services in the morning, rushed to the airport, 
got in, uh, <laughs> snuck some drinks in on an empty stomach, uh, got a discounted VIP ticket, and because uh, we had balcony seats, but wanted to be on like a drink rail. Um, so oh, smart. Was able to pull that <laughs> off. Um, got stuck with balcony tickets that I couldn't even give away, unfortunately, but uh, had a really good spot posted up, you know, right at eye level with the band on like a second tier um, drink rail which is like just the perfect spot for me. Mm -hmm. um, energy was good. Everyone was happy. Met some people um, in person that I got to know online, Sean and uh, Brad Solari, John Mayer, a couple other folks. And so really, uh, really cool spot. Good time. Pre-show. John Mayer was there? Yeah. The, <laughs> John the Mayer with an H. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good. Good, good, good friend of the pod. Because <laughs> I was funny. just Did. with him over the weekend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> coincidence he was a goose uh adam did you end up breaking your fast at the show uh well i wound up drinking before the show does that count <laughs> I, technically i i meant in terms of food <laughs> i did i got a little food uh we stopped at a cool restaurant a couple blocks away on the way in. all right good <laughs> wanted to make sure you know it, yeah it wasn't just a beverage breaking of the fast no. uh, anyway Brad, you also had, you know, a travel day from Southern California getting up to the show uh, yesterday. But how did that go for you and getting there? Yeah, I mean, getting there was fine. Slight delay getting out of LAX. I was down at the Clapton Crossroads Festival for the weekend. So I did make it in. Plenty of time to the show. Came home. Went over to Oakland. Met up with some friends. And actually, it was pretty cool. Just friends of mine had an apartment in one of those really tall apartment buildings right across from the Fox. Oh. So tremendous views of the city. You know, you could see San Francisco and the Bay and beautiful sunset. Saw all the people lining up outside the Fox, which was making everyone in our group a little nervous of having to get <laughs> online. But, you know, that was people trying to get in early for that VIP entrance. Um, so, yeah, we had a good little kind of break the fast thing as well with some drinks pre-show, which was nice. And uh, always, always a good way to break the fast. Well, and pizza, pepperoni pizza. I mean, what better way? <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. Then walked in. Um, I came in through the stage door, but I didn't like just kind of beelined out to see my friends. Didn't linger. I didn't go down to the dressing rooms or anything. I just, mm -hmm. I don't like to get in their face before the show. So I was, uh, yeah, smart. <laughs> and I wanted to catch up with my friends that were holding spots up in the. I ended up watching in front of the soundboard, that little area there where that rail is. Mm -hmm. Pop back into that friends and family area a little bit, but it's you know it doesn't sound great under there. It's a good spot to hang, but it sounds better when you get closer to that rail that's right under the balcony. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's my preferred Fox spot. Awesome. Uh, whereas like but that front floor, a little too uh, jammed up for me. So right. It, it looked like it looked like a really cool venue, um, you know, pretty, pretty big uh, interior. You know, we saw that with the with the Milwaukee venue uh, last weekend, which I think is bigger than the Fox. But it, I like these venues where I think the balcony is a little bit further back. Um, and so, you know, especially on the webcast, when you get the shots from like behind Rick, it, you can really see. I don't know more of the crowd. I don't know. It's just I, I like the, the, the view and it, it feels bigger and not as not as cramped in i don't know if that if that makes sense <laughs> yeah i do like the fox i mean selfishly i wish they were at the warfield again because i live in san francisco hell of a lot easier right. to get down to the warfield than to you know cross the bay bridge at rush hour time you know i took bart so at least i avoided the traffic and thankfully got the ride 
got a ride home from a buddy who lives in the city. So that was nice. Nice. Neil, what about you? Obviously, you listened this morning. What was what was your setting like for your first listen to this show? Oh, my first listen? I mean, I put it on like right when I woke up because there were a couple of things right away when I looked at the set list. I was like, I need to hear this immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so like as I was showering and getting ready for the day um, and in the car on the way to work and then like three different times today because I just wanted to check it all out. I have a hard time like listening to the show when I'm at work. Cause I got miss whole sections and I got to go back and mm-hmm. nah, long story. doesn't matter. But I was, uh, <laughs> you know, deep in slumber when the show was happening for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing you were deep in slumber uh, when you were proven wrong based on the opener uh, yesterday, Basically. Neil and I were having an intense discussion about whether Flowdown was due or not. Uh, and Neil presented very compelling facts and logic for why Flowdown wasn't necessarily due. Um, and I just told him that, Frankly, it was due, and it was going to get played. And lo and behold, Flopener. Uh, but I, so, I will you know, never stop being amazed. That? I will never stop being amazed by how the universe rewards your viewers. It is incredible. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you knew it. You knew it. I, hey, you know, it's only blunt, including last night, three times in twenty-four shows, which is you know, this is the kind of song they absolutely beat to death before. Now it's somewhat more on the rare side. There's no telling when they're going to play it, but. You knew, obviously you knew. So there it is. It was was interesting to hear in the crowd among the, you know, Bay Area fans that might not know Goose that well, but came to check it out. Mm -hmm. How many people were saying, oh, this sounds like a fish song. And that, you know, I don't mean (laughs) to, of course, people, oh, Goose sounds like fish. But that happens to be a song that when they open the show with it, it's like a fish show. And, you know. It, so, it's definitely it's definitely on the fishier side of uh, Goose's catalog. Uh, our good friend of the pod, Brian Brinkman, uh, really loves this song. Uh, perhaps too much, some might say. Uh, some being me. Um, but so these first three songs of the tour, uh, tour first three songs of the show, "Flow Down," "Jive Two, uh, and "The Whales." Brad, uh, why don't you continue? Take us through what you, how you felt about this opening trio here. Well, I was psyched to hear "Jive Two. And the whales, um, when it started, again, one of my buddies who's kind of new to Goose was like, oh, this sounds like Eminence Front. And, you know, he knew it wasn't, That's, but it had kind of that vibe. Yeah. yeah, it had that. Um, so it was, you know, again, it's nice to see the band with people who are new to Goose, as well as, mm-hmm. you know, people have seen seven zillion shows because you get kind of a balance of different people's perspectives on it. And, um, you know, it felt like, a lot of the crowd, I mean, it was a Monday night, so people are typically toning down their level of partying, except for <laughs> the group of people that weren't. And so right. <laughs> the dude who slammed into me during the whales and knocked my drink over, like, you know, who was uh, having a little too much too fast. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but it's just weird to see that on a Monday night. But yeah, it got, it got the crowd moving. Adam, that wasn't you, was it? It, wasn't it probably was me. <laughs> Somebody who brought it was the mask. Maybe, maybe, that was, maybe that was the problem. I forgot it was a Monday. Yeah, <laughs> Peter should have done a poll like, who broke their fast with drinks before the show? Today? Yeah, yeah. straight whiskey, you know? Yeah, and, and exactly. no pizza. Yeah. <laughs> People were going pretty strong for a Monday. I was surprised. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it, was, it was a long day of repenting for your sins, and you got to start yeah. the new year of sinning, you know, on a, on a strong right. note. Yeah. Anyway, Adam, uh, flow down, jive to the whales. Yeah, look, I, I thought. Uh, uh great opening i mean the flow down had a really long intro mm-hmm. um and so i know the last year or so they've really kind of extended out that like dissonant 
Simpsons theme, like that breakdown, like uh, noodly part in the beginning. This one felt like it had a full jam. Like yes. I was listening this morning, and there's probably like four or five minutes of just pure flow down jamming. It almost felt like middle of the song at the head. Um, so I thought that like really sucked everyone in. Um, thought it, thought it was good. Um, Jive two is solid. I didn't think it was special, but I thought it was just solid. Um, I think it's a good follow up to that. Um, and Wales, Wales is Wales. It's always a banger. It, uh, yeah. I don't think a year ago I would have said that. The song has grown on me a lot. Um, the uh, they didn't do quite as long a like rockabilly space intro that they've done sometimes, where it's like really patient. Um, I, I was thinking maybe San Diego. I was trying to think which one it was, but there was a really, really long section. I think he was having some tech problems on that one too, but it gave me yeah. a, long, a long period to kind of stretch out. I thought that's a really cool way to suck people in. Um, but I thought it was really good. I have now seen whales at a third of my shows, which has got to be- it's still no hysteria. It's like I see, I've seen a disproportionate amount of whales and Western suns, but um, that was great. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, yeah, the, the, your point about the flow down intro being like atypically really good last night, I totally agree with. Uh, there, there was a different kind of vibe to the intro. Felt like they were consciously trying to, you know, poke and prod at the at the normal jam a little bit. And there was like 15 seconds where it felt like they were like just actually going to jam it out after the whole intro thing. But then, then they went into the, yeah. the, you know, the composed part and the rest of the song. Uh, but, so, you know, as, as far as flow openers go. Yeah. OG vibe, right? The, in the olden days, they used to say <laughs> the jam the came day. before the song. Yeah. Right. So th this was True. typical back in 2019, let's say. Um, and cool that that's back. Right. Because sometimes that intro to flow down, you know, like we've had like Noah on before where it's just like you're not really sure what to do. And it's just kind of a little bit of a drum beat. And you're like waiting for a couple minutes for it to start. But like mm -hmm. you get a nice actual jam beforehand. It's really how a flippiner should be. That's 100 percent. 100 percent. And Jive, too. You know, we've we've had this new arrangement. Uh, in, in Boston and again last night where you have the Peter solo and instead of going clav, organ, chorus, Rick solo, you know, in Boston, he just did clav. Last night, obviously, there were very sad clav tech issues. Um, I, I was, I had the clav tweet like in the drafts. I was ready <laughs> to hit the button uh, and then I was very dismayed uh, at the at the burst of feedback and the, and the not working clav that happened. Um, so, Thank you to the Goose Crew for fixing it, um, you know, for for Brockdale. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll get there. Um, but I like this this kind of thing where there's the Peter solo, and then Rick kind of picks it up, and they just kind of hang out in that groove a little bit. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing whether they take that out. You know, we we Jive Two has generally been a contained song, like it's the best jive in my opinion. We'll never complain about hearing this song ever because I love it, but. It's not a song that's a jam vehicle necessarily. And there were a the couple versions in 2021 where they did that like quote unquote third jam, uh, five eight twenty one and six eleven twenty one. Um, and so I'm curious if they're if they're looking for you know new avenues for improvisation and whether this modification to Jive Two is going to turn into something like that uh, in the future. I'm curious if you guys have any thoughts on that. Oh, if it turns into the bonus jam from like Swansea or yeah. Caverns. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's some of my favorite goose jamming of all time is that the bonus jams that came tacked on, especially the caverns. I mean, yeah, that was one of the, the jams that made me say, I'm going to listen to just about every note this band plays. Um, you know, is it like the one of the, their greatest jams? No, but it's like one of my favorite. So really, really, I mean, tinker with Jive 2. Sure. Jive yeah. Lee is still the best Jive, but 
uh, tinker <laughs> with Jive 2 as much as you want. Mm -hmm. So definitely, that's my thinking on it. Yeah, I, I think um, I like these songs where they come back to the head vocally. You know, I think mm -hmm. it gives them a place to land. Uh, like, right. You know, sometimes their jams drift at the end or uh, or stop abruptly. I feel like Let's I don't know Rockdale to. Jive Two if I got it right, but like th they need to get back to it, and I feel like that makes the jamming more interesting. Like that they, they need a beginning, middle, and end, and they kind of have to get there. Um, so I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was good. I didn't think about the new arrangement until you just said it. Yeah, but, uh, it was. Yeah. It was real good. Uh, and then, yeah, the whales, you know, we had a nice little bit of Rick and Peter guitar interplay before they got into the song, but solid, solid first set banger, as you said. Uh, let's get into the second half of this first set here. We've got No Rain, Lead the Way, Tumble, um, probably my, my jamming highlight of the night here in the, in the, in the last five minutes of this No Rain. Uh, but I want to hear your thoughts on this one first, Adam. Uh, take us through No Rain, Lead the Way, Tumble. Um, no Rain was great. I love this cover um yes the uh i think they just nail it rick's vocals are solid it's a especially for a lot of us that are a little older the uh it's a song that we grew up with like it was a high school song for me i saw them saw them 30 years ago like october 93 um and i saw them play that so it's like it's a little bit of a, a sort of renaissance song for us but um i thought it was really good I, that section that you mentioned first of all i think just coming out of the chorus uh mm -hmm. it just that whole section's good um you have a real lot of really good stuff going on um rick's just sort of vamping like he's kind of poking and prodding and sort of trying a couple of different themes it was really pretty um i felt like this was one of the ones though where they were looking for a handle and didn't find it um i know you were saying like you thought it was like one of the better spots i actually wondered if they were exploring but couldn't find what they were looking for um but love love uh love that song um i actually the flip side is i actually don't like lead the way like it's just not a song i like i know sorry I know. leave you're you're kicked goodbye, off the pod bye. goodbye yeah um, I, I don't actually love it but i thought last night's was really good and they they found a really nice blissy ending um that uh that i thought was like just a great conclusion to it um left left on a high note um and uh yeah, tumble is interesting because I actually thought it was a, a precursor to the second set, like lots of tension and release jamming. Mm -hmm. Almost felt like Madhavan jamming a little in it. Um, like really heavy. Um, uh, but I, I really like those kind of tumbles, the the like section A, section B stuff. Um, so it was a good set closer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, shout out to the the, the dog or cat guy banter uh, from Jeff last night. The, the banter of this tour, we keep talking about it, but the banter of this tour has just been so unbelievable uh, and so good. Uh, you know, we'll get to it's, my favorite banter of the show. In a start Jeff, Jeff has been on fire lately. Wait, with the, I mean, some... it's just random. Yeah. You like doggos? <laughs> <laughs> it's, is that so, Brad, should we start tracking out the banter? Um you know, you can put that in the show notes. Like, <laughs> um, I just before don't know. Flowdown, Jeff said college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can do that. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe we do subtitles. We could turn on captioning, close captioning on the <laughs> Close yeah. captioning on the webcast. <laughs> like, there Jeff, one... sometimes you need it. I mean, I don't know how much you heard in the, the audience last no. night. Until this so, morning, what, I was listening this morning. I'm like, what's he talking about? I don't remember that at all. So I don't know if it just didn't come through the, the room that well. Yeah, I, I didn't remember that at all. It typically yeah, there, doesn't. 
Like yeah, when there are sometimes he's... when yeah, when Jeff like kind of like mumbles into the right, mic a little in a low voice, and you don't. Yeah. If if there's people talking around you, you're not gonna yeah. pick it up. Right. Yeah, it gets lost in it. Um, but yeah, no, it's always fun when you're at a show and you know there was banter, but you don't know what it was, and then you go back the next morning and you're like, oh, that's why it was funny. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts on No Rain lead the way and tumble here? I thought that was a big jam out of No Rain, and uh, it did kind of peter out at the end of it, but it got, uh, you know, got the crowd moving for sure. I think mm-hmm. it raised a lot of eyebrows from again the the crew of fans there that might not know goose that well and didn't know that they covered the song. Cause like three different people asked me, do they play this a lot? You know, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Not knowing if it was like a regular thing or a surprise thing or whatever, you know? So it was nice to see that reaction. Um, and then the, it went into that, you know, really big jam that lead the way, I, you know, it's always delightful to hear, uh, you know, in my book. <laughs> uh, so it was fun. Um, I don't remember anything exceptional about it, but uh, you know, it was just yeah, just a good way. It was great. Yeah, um, and then "Tumble" I think is a strong set closer, and she, one of my favorite Goose songs. So it was uh, it was nice to hear that. It felt like it was ramping up towards an end of set, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I think it left it when by the time the lights came up, everyone was everyone around me was. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you know, that look of exasperation right. in a positive way. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's great. And th- this no rain to me is like just I love the like kind of like bouncy and like light groove that Spuds gets into there. You know, they 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 get into this very low key funk and just like it, it felt like very laid back. What, what was that there, Neil? It's thatch, dude. I mean, it was a very slow, interesting, very quiet thatch. Listen close. Next time you go, listen to it. But it was absolutely a thatch jam. You could have. It's funny to say that. I, I thought at one point that they were. I forgot until you just mentioned that. I, that I thought that they were going to go into thatch there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was absolutely like you could remove that jam, place it right in the middle of a thatch, and you would never notice the difference. So, like, actually unique for No Rain to have a funk jam like that in it. Mm-hmm. Also, Two Guitar Goose is the best goose. Uh, so, there's that part, too. Well, I mean, and th- yeah, it was two guitar song, but it's a two guitar song, jam. and then Peter immediately jumped off, which is kind of a shame. But the jam that they but, found was pretty good. But th- this, so the last two shows, I first noticed it in the, um, oh, what jam was it from Cascade Equinox? It was one of the one of the jams from Cascade Equinox. Uh, maybe it was. Okay, I'm not, I'm now blanking Missed? on what it was. What? Missed. No. Ah. Uh, oh. Hang on, I'm gonna look at the set list right now to see if it. it Okay, I can't remember. Um, maybe it was it, it was one of the jams from Cascade Equinox. I noticed that Peter's using this new phaser effect on the vintage vibe. It's like a very like long phaser, and so it's not like super noticeable, but you can you can tell it's kind of going like like you know the filters like opening and closing very slowly as he's playing, and that was such a huge part of why I love the snow rain last night. It just it 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 you know the vibe has been sounding so good this tour with know the new delays he's been using and so it's cool that that's not the end of the experimentation he's using uh or he's doing with with its effects uh because this phaser adds such a cool sound uh to that jam and you know he's sprinkling a little synth in there too um and your point adam earlier about like jams kind of ending abruptly like yeah i felt like this no rain definitely could have kept going and they could have kept exploring but i feel like a lot of times when they get into a low-key funk groove like this or just a funk groove you know, Rick likes to just end it at some point. 
you know, instead of instead of continuing, another jam that comes to mind is the like the Madison Indian River I listened to the other day, mm-hmm. and similar kind of thing. Like you know, they just go, you know, they're jamming, it's amazing, and then they get into this funk groove. They, you know, explore this funk groove, and then instead of you know continuing trying to find a new idea, it just kind of you know cuts. And I, I felt like this this no rain definitely could have kept going uh, a little longer, but it, it was really really good, and I look forward to seeing more of this kind of patient low-key jamming from them because you know we've been seeing so much high octane amazing jamming like that like the the uh, bonner thatch uh for example just you know has no let up in it for 25 minutes but i want to see more of this patient stuff because there's so much potential in that uh for them and lead the way is amazing. Thank God it's back in rotation. I say that every time they play it, and I'm going to keep saying that because thank God it's back in rotation. Um, and yeah, tumble, very solid set closer. Not much to add there. Neil, you got anything else? Uh, no, just echo a couple of thoughts from that set. The no rain. I feel like no rain. Every time it's played, we we find ourselves saying, "I really wish there was more of that no rain." Yeah. And yeah. The interesting thing- you know what? They ruined it for us after two two twenty two because right. that version is so good. Right. So, I mean, the, the interesting thing, though, is the jam that happens in No Rain is never actually associated in any way with No Rain itself. I mean, right. it is so thematically <laughs> yeah. different. Um, but, you know, like Adam said, it is a throwback song. Um, in fact, I heard way too much of it in high school and swore blind Melanol for like four years. I was like, no more. I can't take any more. Um, but, you know, blind I dig or Spoon, it. Neil? Uh, spoon was like later. That was like way after high school. Man. No, but if you had to choose between the two. Oh, one melon. Oh, totally. Uh, but that's like a long story that we're not going to get into as to why. Of course. Uh, but Lead the Way is a great song because you are guaranteed, well, anywhere between 7 and 12 minutes of a gorgeous little jam yeah. at the end of it, right? So you can say what you will about the song itself, and you can say, like, meh, I could deal without that in the set. It's who? always why. Cool. I don't know who would say I that. I know but you, I mean, Adam, but like, come on. I, I, I was just trying to get some free penalty shots out of Sean. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, you're guaranteed that gorgeous little jam every time. And frankly, there's just never enough of it. But So that was great. Tumble is one of those songs when it's, I mean, it's a great bookend on a set, right? Love it as a first set closer. But this one's got to scare you if you're in the audience. And I'm surprised nobody said this because when they started playing it, is if this is like a 25 minute tumble, let's say. Oh, yeah. Or 23 minute thing. tumble, like, there goes your second set. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. you're, you're done. Uh, but they didn't do that, you, yeah. thankfully, this time. This is a short tumble. This is a very, very short tumble. 14, 15 minutes. I mean, yeah. the second First set tumble. was also pretty short, but, right. you know, yeah. right. We'll get to that. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's get into set break here. Uh, you know, Brad, how are you feeling? Uh, at set break, you know, expectations for the second set. What, what was everyone in your crew? What, what, was, what was the vibe like? Uh, well, everyone was really pleased. I remember that. There was little, little complaining, but not a lot of complaining, I should say, which is good. You know, people people <laughs> yes. like, oh, well, they really, or I was hoping they were going to, I didn't get that. People were just happy with, with what they heard, which was nice. Uh, you know, what personally, when I go to a show, I, you know, I go in with no expectations because then you can't be disappointed. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I'm happy that they're playing and doing this every night and happy that we get to share it with so many people through the live stream. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really have an opinion one way or another. Of, oh, they should have played this or should have played that. They can play whatever the hell they want to play. So 
but I was with a crew of people that loves to go through every single song that they did, but there was very little complaints about the first set, which was nice. Um, and there were a lot of expectations for set two and, you know, people were talking about a van and, you know, so they did play a lot of that stuff, um, mm -hmm. which we can get into, but, um, uh, yeah, it was a good vibe. I mean, awesome. Adam, what about you? Were they, you know, how, how were the, how were the penalty shots? Yeah, Sudbury was good. Actually, you know, I went to college up here, so a lot of my buddies are still here, lived up here for a while. Um, so spent that sort of finding people um, that uh, I hadn't seen in a while. So I had a really good time, met out in the lobby, just chatted for a while. Um, but the, uh, I think that energy, the, everything's good. I think everyone felt good then. You know, I think Tumble's a great set closer. It's not yeah. my favorite Tumble, but it I thought on it, a high ended, note. it ended with high energy. Um and I think everybody kind of was like, cool. I think time management was really interesting because it seemed like they had a lot of time left in the evening um, at set break. Like when, I don't remember the time, but when I looked at our watches, I'm like, oh, they could play a really big second set. I don't know if the curfew was earlier. Maybe it was like 1130, not midnight. It was 11 but, yeah, it was 1130. Okay, so that explains like there was like a half hour. You're like, wow, there's a lot of time. Um, but uh, no, I thought everybody felt really good. A lot of people were talking about no rain. Um, I agree with Brad. I think there's a lot of people maybe that don't see him a lot or seen him, but haven't caught that one. And we're like, damn, that's a good cover. Got it. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I was looking at the clock as well and I was kind of like, yeah, like we're probably going to get, you know, depending on how long set break is, you know, they've had some shorter ones recently. This one was like 30 ish yeah. minutes or so. Uh, and so, that, you know, they came back on with, you know, around, you know, just like an hour and 10 really, or an hour, hour and 15 until, until curfew. So we knew it wasn't going to be super, super long. Um, but, you know, they dive right back in. Uh, nice echo of a Rosewood Heart sandwich uh, to kick off the second set. Uh, you know, the clav still wasn't working for echo. Um, you know, what, what is a clav? Uh, you know, Je Jeff, Jeff inquired. Uh, people wanted to know. Uh, Peter said there's a tweet, which is factually true. Uh, there is a tweet. Um, did Jeff say that? I didn't. I didn't hear that. Peter. So that. yeah. So so Jeff goes. Jeff goes. Peter, what is a clap? <laughs> People want to know. And Peter goes. I don't know. There's a tweet. <laughs> and then, and so then the, Rick. And then Rick was like. And then Rick was like. We'll look into it. <laughs> I'll be abundantly clear. Um, that was not a Ryan Storm shout out. No, it was not. I mean, well, maybe it was a clap tweet was. shout out. Uh, it was a clap tweet shout out, which is the second time from stage the clap tweet has gotten a shout out, which is absurd. Like I don't. They got a chicken satay that, man. Once it starts, like chicken satay, it just be done. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I have a theory about when Goose talks about chicken satay from stage, it is uh, a code word to tell the other band member to stop talking. But uh, <laughs> That's great. Uh, go back and listen to some some old cuts. Uh, <laughs> 2021. Yeah. There, there's yeah. Some, there's a lot of chicken satay and going on. Yep. Anyway, uh, so he, you know, he opted to take Echo uh, on the vibe, uh, which I thought sounded pretty cool uh, last night, you know. But and and the sandwich was great. Uh, it was really good. Like I think it was like twenty five minutes or so when it was all said and done. Um, but really solid sandwich, good flow, uh, but nothing nothing crazy in terms of jamming. Uh, Brad, I'm curious, what, what were your thoughts on Echo of a Rosewood Heart? Well, I thought it was cool. The uh, you know the faster tempo Echo. And then going into the slower tempo when they brought it back mm -hmm. after the Rosewood Heart. Um, I mean, it, it's actually one of the songs that first really got me into Goose was Echo of a Rose. So I was mm -hmm. really pleased 
and they opened the set with it. Um, and, you know, again, got people's butts shaking, which was nice because, you know, Monday night set two, a lot of yeah. people are going to look at their watch like, oh, I need to think about when I'm getting home. And, uh, but, you know, got the crowd back into it immediately. And, um, you know, I thought that was awesome. A really nice treat to have mm-hmm. that over on this set too. Amazing. Adam, what about you? I, I'm going to say Echo belongs as a set two opener. Mm. Um, I went back and looked at set one openers, which I felt like I opened a lot, but I think I just, again, saw just proportionate of them. Just <laughs> of them. But um, it's open set one eight times and set two before last night, five times. Um, and one of them was the Seattle one, which wasn't really a set break. Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't count. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's only been the set to opening slot four times before. And I thought this is where it belongs. That's all I kept thinking about there is you come out of a high energy tumble and then it's sort of a nice, it builds to high energy, but it pulls you in. You know, it's like it, it, it doesn't just hit you across the face when they when they kick it off. You kind of get sucked back in. I think it's good for people migrating back to their spots and whatever. But um. I'd say that the only thing I, I think about this section is it didn't live up to what it looks like on paper. Like this mm-hmm. could like on paper, this is like, wow. Uh, well, yeah, we've echo. seen stuff like three, five, 22 Rosewood yeah. echo. Um, and so it wasn't that, um, but I mean, I'll, I'll never say no to echo Rosewood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought the transition from Echo into Rosewood, uh, and and honestly back into Echo, uh, you know, back those, those was were really fantastic. Good. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rick, Rick kind of, you know, we talk about how Rosewood kind of has these two distinct jam segments uh, a lot. You know, you have the Type One and then the Type Two, and so after the big Type One peak, he kind of just you know built it back into Echo uh, pretty quickly. But it was, it was nice and smooth. Neil, you got thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm just reminded of the time that they played uh, Rosewood Heart with echo in the middle you remember that one uh we, we talk about it a lot it's uh of course uh march 9th 2022 um oh th- okay neil i was having trouble queuing up the We're date not there, doing so this. okay, like okay for those time. of you who may be confused uh they did not play echo in the middle of rosewood they got into an echo <laughs> jam in the middle of the 38 minute rosewood on 3922 neil is wrong uh and i actually thought of you last night um, at the end of Rosewood, when he started going back into Echo, you know, I typed Echo of a Rose on the setlist tweet, but I was like, I'm not going to send it until he starts singing again, because it sounds like they might be jamming for a minute longer. I have an audio clip of Peter saying, uh, we, we played Echo. No, it's a guest on our podcast. That's the same kind of audio clip of the people that said that he he picked the legend valley all i need as jam of the year which he did yeah we don't trust those people but in any no. case uh set list wise this is great this is exciting stuff i just yeah. think like you know these two songs are like peanut butter and chocolate you jam them together and they always sound great yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's just killer i mean set list wise make, make a little commercial out of it yeah oh yeah right. <laughs> get my chocolate <laughs> classic but yeah you got I mean, echo in my rosewood yeah you got echo in my rosewood like anytime like anytime you want to get some echo in my rosewood a-okay with me um, <laughs> so i w- was expecting when i looked at this on paper i was expecting more of a gem i think that's what a lot of people are saying about this show and maybe that's like the big criticism of this show which is otherwise really well executed right it's like when i saw this when i look at this on paper it's like holy smokes this is this is like one of the best second sets they've ever played right didn't really work out that way i think in terms of timing of jams and stuff mm-hmm. 
but still like very very good yeah so awesome how far are we going here we're just doing rosodeck or echo rosodeck yeah, here or are we talking we'll, about Rockdale? now now we'll wrap up the rest of the sh show here rockdale modavon lovelight adam go ahead yeah um, i i mean lovelight i'll talk about separately <clears throat> but uh <laughs> rockdale modavon i thought um kind of the way i feel about the whole show they were good they weren't exceptional um right. but i didn't leave feeling disappointed like i didn't get my fill um i just also didn't leave going like man that mod of on jam um so i thought it was perfectly you know i thought it was great i thought it was a good mix uh uh good energy the uh i, I like the thick sound that rick gets sometimes in rockdales is this crunchy like envelope filter um and he was like all over that um the uh i think people think rockdale is a band cover um it, it is it, it, you know, it, it is right and there's a lot of people there that had never seen goose there was a crew bias and they were mm -hmm. asking what they were covering because i think you right. just have a feeling it's a cover. it sounds like yeah it's, yeah it's if goose wrote a band song <clears throat> hundred percent. You know, like, uh, and that's why, and that's why their band covers are so good. Like Walcott, look out Cleveland. Like it's just because it, it just fits their sound so well. Yeah. I just love when they come back to the vocal conclusion on, on Rockdale. It's, it's a, it's great for the crowd. Mm -hmm. I can't wait until we get, until we, until somebody gets AI of the band playing Rockdale. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be something. Actually, we were beta, public beta of that last night. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you got thoughts on the Modavon too, uh, Adam? I, not a lot. I mean, same it's kind of the same theme. I mean, it it, it was. <clears throat> I think Rick's guitar sounded really good. Maybe we haven't yeah. talked about that much, but um, I, I think that it felt bright without being nasally. Um, mm -hmm. and I think it, I noticed it there. Um, the uh, so no, I thought it was good. I actually didn't realize the clav wasn't working until you said that. Well, I mean, uh, it was it was back by uh, at the beginning. Yeah, no, of the Rockdale, it, which is good. I was like, I thought of it during Rockdale, but I didn't yeah. realize its absence in the other parts. Got what it. I did notice was absent was the vintage vibes. I feel like we didn't get a lot this show. <clears throat> I um, thought there was, there was a couple there was sections a for sure, but I felt like, um, and maybe it's the sound in the room. Maybe it's not as clear as on the broadcast, but um, I feel like that's been the VIP of the tour. MVP, is, yeah, hundred percent. The vintage vibes now, and I was waiting for a spacier section where I could really kind of you know, take off with them. Didn't get that, but maybe tonight. Um, anyway, that's that's, that's a safe bet. Yeah, when, when Rick started playing Rockdale, you know, I I kind of like panicked. I was like, oh god, like they they can't do Rockdale without the clav. Like it better be working, and then it worked. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts on Rockdale and Madavon here? Uh. Well, Rockdale, I first really got into from the Arabolo versions of it. That's when I really appreciated the lyrics of the song. And mm -hmm. I don't think I ever really, like it was a song I liked hearing Goose play, but never really listened to the storyline until I heard the, the pared down Arabolo versions. So now when I hear it with the full band, I'm just always delighted to hear like, you know, where could this go? And, you know thinking of the story of the song and then where the jam could go i agree it didn't take off into anything huge but i thought it was perfectly placed in the context of last night's set mm -hmm. and like adam was saying you know there were a lot of people around who were not regular goose show attendees so you know it's interesting to see their reactions on uh you know and it got everyone paying attention you know after some jams 
that we maybe were a little spacier. Rockdale kind of brought it back into focus. Um, and then going into the Matavan, it wasn't like was that the Warfield? Yeah, the Warfield. There was like this monster. Big Matavan. Yeah, and the Encore. Yeah, th- this did not come. It wasn't so. I'm thinking for the San Francisco fans who only see Goose when they're coming through town, it was a very different experience. I mean, still like 20 minutes long, but not like. You know, not like that encore from the Warfare, right. which is no kidding. Is left and right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I, I fully enjoyed it. I wasn't disappointed. It just didn't have that, like, you know, steamroller effect that, that, uh, 100%. Uh, that, that Warfield one at, at the end of that show, I was like, I was like tired. I was fading a little bit. And that, that jam like revived me <laughs> a little bit. Um, but yeah, last night's Modavon was really cool. There was really, really cool few minutes, uh, at the beginning of the jam. And that tends to be right now where Madhavan kind of hits that sweet spot of improv. They get into some like darker spacey stuff before coming back out into the, you know, more normal Madhavan, like upbeat rock and jams. Um, but last night's was really, really cool. This was a Trevor bass jam. If I've ever heard a Trevor bass jam, um, like just unbelievable, you know, depth uh, and, and, and exploration of, of, of this theme for a few minutes. And I wish they had stuck with it for longer. What'd you say? were some bombs you could feel in the room like was yeah. With <laughs> yeah i mean that's the the interesting thing about the the live show you you get those really body shaking bass bombs which come what from a couple I, different places right it's, i wonder is it is it jeff triggering something or so it, yeah i don't think from... i don't think jeff is doing them as much anymore i think that was like fair in in the spring they were in like every single song uh, and you know, he's, he's dialed it back a little bit. He, he knows that it was like, you know, it was a, it was a shtick in the spring and now it needs to be used sparingly. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of them. Um, yeah, I like when they're well placed, like, it's like hit it with the, he just does like the apex of a like coming off of apex and like, it actually works really well. Yeah. Um, maybe last night's were Trevor though, because they were long. It wasn't, yeah, it, wasn't it was definitely like Trevor last ones. They kind of stretched for a second and a half, two seconds. Like, um, they felt long. Yeah, sometimes they get right on top of each other with them too, and then you just get like extra effect. But they're definitely both doing it. I noticed that in Boston, there was a fair amount of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the one thing I wish we could replicate on the live stream is that like feel it in your chest. Yeah, and I guess it depends on your system at home, but even right, exactly, I feel like it does when the entire Fox Theater is <laughs> shaking. So, yeah. so what you're saying is that future Nug subscriptions, people can upgrade to a tier where you send them a full surround sound system and, we'll and subwoofer, and yeah. yeah, perfect, perfect. Come, yeah. co- coming to a Nug subscription near yeah. you. <laughs> Very yeah, soon. Mine's on the floor behind me. Need to be repaired, so maybe I'll be able to... <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> we'll just ship that out and. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, and then for the encore, we get, you know, when they look at the clock, they've got seven minutes left. They're looking for a quick tune uh, to pop out. It's always Love Light. Uh, you know, and it's fun, nice little back and forth guitar. Uh, but, you know, nothing crazy, just, you know, good time. And I'm assuming the people that didn't know Goose as well were excited to hear this cover. Yeah, I think more familiar. Like, a, you know, and you wonder, is it a nod to the, you know, the older deadheads in the crowd or something? Or, you know, was that part of the thing of why they chose that? I'm going to say it's not. Yeah. And it was I mean, that it's a quick song. <laughs> it fits the, yeah. It fits the time. But it's like, you know, when they, I remember them playing me and my uncle in, in Mexico that first time they were playing with, uh, right. which, you know, works because it's Mexico, but also a nod to the deadheads. Yes. The crowd. That's a yeah. song they haven't played in a while. Yeah. I actually yeah. thought we would get that last night. I, I wasn't disappointed or anything. But when they played Love Light, I was like, oh, that could have been a me and my uncle in that spot. 
Yeah, man. I when was the last me and my uncle? That was a, it was a long, long time. Yeah. I look at that. You know, I, I, I'm always a conspiracy theorist. I think that they always think about all bands think about stuff like that. Barry, yeah, for that, sure. Like, I think those things are thoughtful. Was it on the set list? Um, do we know? Love Light was not. Yeah. Uh, they cut they cut slow ready from the end of set two and the encore was supposed to be white lights so different light yeah, yeah. the um i actually think the love light worked better than white lights would i mean sure but they had a curfew so. all right. i kept thinking was it wasn't hot to you yeah it was, I was like that's usually what i get in california when they only have five minutes left you get a hot tea hey like, southern okay. california is getting a hot tea later this week <laughs> yeah, yeah but definitely you know, that's, that's not about it but, you're good. You're good tonight. Uh, the last me and my uncle was one twenty seven twenty two in San Diego. That is crazy. Huh. They should play that, that again. Crazy. Their, their um, cover of it is so good. My thoughts on uh, Love Life. Yeah, uh, you know, Nick is, is one of my favorite jam band singers ever. I think my number one favorite jam band singer, as the light completely like covers my office. Uh, my number <laughs> one favorite jam band singer ever is Pigpen. So that, like this is the one where like Goose loses like. They cover a song, and like I think, you know, Rick can sing a song as well as anybody out there, and it's just like, man, I don't like Love Light. Like I don't know, I don't love it, but I mean, it is what it is. It's because um, it's because uh, Spuds didn't sing the harmonies with them last night. That's why it wasn't as good. Yeah, it's, well, you need that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's part of a Goose Love Light. Anyway, uh, thank you guys, uh, Brad and Adam, for joining us uh, for today's day after show. Hope you both have a blast. At the show tonight uh Wait, i need very to, much I need to go back tonight <laughs> well, i mean you don't need to i i assume that you are uh my wife and my daughter asked me why do you need to go back again tonight you just saw us. <laughs> was your response do you know what i do for i was living? like yeah, do you, do you understand <laughs> how this <laughs> <is being> paid? <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah i hope you both have a blast tonight uh you know hopefully going in having eaten more is a is a you know, better experience. Uh, I'm looking forward to another late night tonight. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, night, f they're closing out the second five nights in a row of this tour. Um, you know, and I, I'm hoping that they, they come back, you know, very, very well rested, uh, tonight, uh, and, and give us a, a banger. Um, and so, you know, I think we're getting that, you know, banger Tuesday. It's, it's right. what they say. Yeah. Never it's miss a Tuesday say. show. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, well, thank you both again. And thank you, everybody, so much uh, for listening to today's day after show or watching today's day after show. If you're tuning in live, we'll be back tomorrow, of course, to recap tonight, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Always please come and share your thoughts with us live because we always want to hear from as many people as possible. Shawnee Mac thinks you're getting a Doc Brown tonight. We'll see if that happens. Uh, I think there's a much higher possibility of Adam getting penalty shots than there is a Doc Brown tonight. <laughs> Um, but you know, ha have a blast guys. Uh, and we'll see everybody back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. See ya. Hello and welcome to novel conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of novel conversations, I talk to two readers about one book and together we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. 
Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.